Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. And the topic is Loving Ourselves Unconditionally. Love yourself into health and a good life of your own. Love yourself into relationships that work for you and other the other person. Love yourself into peace, happiness, joy, success, and contentment. Love yourself into all that you always wanted. We can stop treating ourselves the way others treated us if they behaved in a less than healthy, desirable way. If we've learned to see ourselves critically, conditionally, and in a diminishing and punishing way, it's time to stop. Other people treated us that way, but it's even worse to treat ourselves that way now. Yeah, and I can you know, you know, just on, on a day like today, uh, where the, uh, you know, the self-hate is really high. Um, you know, it's like, you know, I find myself asking, well, why? How, how do you do this? Um, back to the reading. Loving ourselves may seem foreign, even foolish at times. People may accuse us of being selfish. We don't have to believe them. People who love themselves are truly able to love others and let others love them. People who love themselves and hold themselves in high esteem are those who give the most, contribute the most, and love the most. How do we love ourselves? By forcing it at first. Okay, so this is important. By faking it as if necessary. By acting as if. By working as hard at loving and liking ourselves as we have at not liking ourselves. Yeah, because it's just, a lot of these are just conditioned patterns. And I, I can always forget, like, it's not going to, you know, when, when people say, I wish you a strong, slow recovery, it's just like, or a long, what, long, slow recovery. It's just like, well, there actually isn't any other way. It's just... To, I guess to be conscious of that this is a practice of, you know, loving ourselves. It's not a, uh, you know, fix and it can be a, a trap. So, you know, that act as if. And I, I've also been looking at more at Joe Dispenza's stuff lately. And I think there's a lot there, as especially the act as if and faking it. Anyways, back to the reading. Explore what it means to love yourself. Do things for yourself that reflect compassionate, nurturing self-love. I think, you know, eating and 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 proper sleep and and spending back to the reading embrace and love all yourself past present future forgive yourself quickly and often as necessary encourage yourself tell yourself good things about yourself if we think and believe negative ideas get them out in the open quickly and honestly so we can replace those beliefs with better ones pat yourself on the back when necessary discipline yourself when necessary ask for help for time ask for what you need and i think for me, it's just like accepting the compliments. I just, I could just feel someone saying something really nice to me right now, and I just rejected it. Sometimes give yourself treats. Do not treat yourself like a pack mule, always pushing and driving harder. Learn to be good to yourself. Choose behaviors with preferable consequences. Treating yourself well is one. Learn to stop your pain, even when that means making difficult decisions. Do not unnecessarily deprive yourself. Sometimes give yourself what you want, just because you want it. Stop explaining and justifying yourself. When you make mistakes, let them go. When we learn, we grow. And we learn some more. And through it all, we love ourselves. We work at it. And then we work at it some more. One day, we'll wake up, look in the mirror, and find that loving ourselves has become habitual. We're now living with a person who gives and receives love because that person loves him or herself. Self-love will take hold and become a guiding force in our life. Today, I will work at loving myself. I will work as hard at loving myself as I have at not liking myself. Help me let go of self-hate and behaviors that reflect not liking myself. Help me replace those with behaviors that reflect self-love. Today, God, help me hold myself in high self-esteem. Help me know I'm lovable and capable of giving 
and receiving love. Ooh, that was a long reading. And, you know, it was a tough reading for me to read because, like, yeah, that's an issue. I mean, I think a, a lot of 12-step issues are related to, I, I think there's a term to it, like self-love de- deficit disorder. But, you know, whether that's official or not. Back to the re- The next reading comes to uh, from Melody Beatty's uh, The Language of Letting Go. And, and the topic is Letting the Cycles Flow. Life is cyclical, not static. Our relationships benefit when we allow them to follow their own natural cycles. Like the, and, and I, would, I would add not prematurely ending them. Like the tide ebbs and flows, so do cycles in relationships. We have periods of closeness and periods of distance. We have times of coming together and times of separating to work on individual issues. We have times of love and joy and times of anger. Sometimes the dimensions of relationships change as we go through changes. Sometimes life brings us new friends or a new loved one to teach us the next lesson. That does not mean the old friend disappears forever. It means we have entered a new cycle. We do not have to control the course of our relationships, whether these be friendships or love relationships. We do not have to satisfy our need for control by imposing a static form on relationships. Let it flow. Be open to the cycles. Love will not disappear. The bond between friends will not sever. Things do not remain the same forever, especially when we are growing and changing at such a rapid pace. Trust the flow. Take care of yourself, but be willing to let people go. Hanging on to them too tightly will make them disappear. The old adage about love still holds true. If it's meant to be, it will be. And if you love someone, let them go. If they come back to you, the love is yours. Today, I accept the cyclical nature of life and relationships. I will strive to go with the flow. I will strive for harmony with my own needs and the needs of the other person. And now we move on to ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is resistance. Pushing down and holding back the history of a lifetime of injury and hurt from consciousness is painful, not metaphorically or psychically painful, but physically agonizing. It's a matter of blood, tissue, nerves, and bone. Our bodies ached. We woke in the night. We sat there sweating, our pulses racing. We saw dark figures coming to get us, only to realize we were safe. During the course of our day, when people hugged us or shook our hands, we could tell they felt more relaxed than we did. When we tried to touch our toes or perform other physical tasks, we struggled. We often get sick because we carry the trauma in our bodies. This is something that I think... I think sometimes I can read some of this stuff too fast. Um, not necessarily like just for the listeners, but even for me and like really internalize that, you know, I, I'm not speaking like abstractly, <laughs> you know, it's like I have this in my body, you know, that tension and, you know, can't always outthink tension. You can be aware of it, I guess. Back to the reading. Slowly, we come to realize that we need more to recover than just talk, right? That's what I just said. We need to find ways to relax our physical selves as well. Yoga. We need to unknot ourselves physically as well as emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. We gradually, patiently find ways to accomplish this by trying new things until we learn what works for us. We embrace this process on our path to a better, healthier life. We seek outside help when we need it and share our progress in the safe haven of ACA. On this day, I give attention to my physical health. I will make a doctor's appointment if I need to. I will also explore different ways to release trauma from my body trusting that I will find what works for me one day at a time. I've got a trip coming up, but I think this passage makes me realize that like, I really have to look into body work and somatic healing. And the final reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. The topic is trait six. 
We have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility and it is easier for us to be concerned with others rather than ourselves. This enables us not to look too closely at our own faults and I would argue our own gifts. The tendency of most of us is to own every problem around us. We're the fixers. It doesn't matter whether or not we were asked to help. We will give everyone's problem our full attention. It's not difficult to assess where this tendency came from. Being responsible for the chaos in our family of origin was repeatedly put onto our small shoulders as children. Yeah, it's like that need to achieve. We were placed in the middle of an adult dysfunction at a very young age. We learned it was our job to focus on others and to make things better. We also learned that our needs and wants were not important. It became a habit we carried into adulthood that also kept us from looking at ourselves. In ACA, for the first time, we were asked to focus on ourselves and own our own part in our dysfunctional lives. We acknowledge our character defects, and as we do, we are guided, gently guided through the process of repairing ourselves with love and kindness. We learn that our needs are important, our feelings are worthy of attention. The strong pull to fix others lessens. It was never our job in the first place. We start to get used to this new freedom. On this day, I know that if I did not create the problem, I am not responsible for the solution. I focus on myself. And that concludes today's readings for Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowan Saluja reminding myself to be still and know, to pause, pause land, because that is where God is, to feel my feelings, and as the first reading said, to love myself unconditionally. I would add, get into my body. Until next time.